This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds. Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Star Wars MCU nerds out there. I'm Joanna, yes, clown, Krupnik. And I'm Brian, Uncle Harlow Stan, Plofsky. And we're so happy you could mistake me for the bad guy because I'm dressed as the devil to be with us today. Because today in the Nerdverse, we are sipping on apple teenies and blue milk and giving you our immediate reactions to episode 8 of She-Hulk and episode 5 of Andor on Disney+. Some housekeeping. Be sure to head to the feed and check out all of our past episodes. There are so many, you guys, where we have been covering every episode of She-Hulk and Andor so far. That's just a few of them. And that's not all. We've been covering House of the Dragon and the Rings of Power as well. And they all can be found on our feed. And you may be thinking, how can you keep up with all of this? Well, it's easy. Just be sure you're subscribed to us, The Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And follow along on the socials, like Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at The Nerdverse Pod. But first, as we start all our episodes, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We are going to be spoiling this She-Hulk episode, which means we might be spoiling Daredevil things. We're also going to be spoiling Rogue One because we are talking about the Andor TV show and a lot of other stuff. So this is your spoiler alert alert. Great. Well, now let's uh, let's head into uh, Nerdverse Customs. Let me see your identification. This week, we're headed into the Star Wars and MCU sectors of the Nerdverse. All right, Joanna, let me see your passport. So we have your MCU passport and your Star Wars passport. So let me know how many stamps you have and uh, what those stamps look like today. For the MCU, I have um, I have eight tadpoles. Eight tadpoles. Fantastic. And uh, for the MCU passport, I have nine... Um, I have nine of her suit, of her new super suit. Oh, love it. Love it. Uh, my Star Wars one, I have nine. And for the nine Star Wars ones this week, I have um, that, sm- that, that fun navigator that he was holding. Okay. Uh, I have seven Melu runs from okay. the table. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Um, cool. Um, I do want to point out that we understand that Werewolves at Night is coming out um, this Werewolf week. Werewolves by night, yes. By night. They're also at night, but it, it is by night, you're right. very true. Um, and uh, we're going, cool. we're, we'll do that next week with our other episodes. So just stay tuned for that. Yes. Um, all right, Joanna. Let, should we just start with She-Hulk? Just get right into it? Let's do it. All right. What did you think of the penultimate episode of season one of She-Hulk? Ribbit and ribbit. Um, I absolutely loved this episode. It was everything I've ever wanted, ever. I mean, it was obviously we got the cameo we've been waiting for. The dynamics and the and the chemistry between them was fabulous. It was like lawyer jokes and inside jokes. It was I was inter I was so entertained. It was interesting. We saw her suit. Um 
We got great courtroom stuff. I absolutely love this episode. I did not want to attend. And I loved the the breaking of the fourth wall bits today were really, really good um, and hefty. So, yeah. I mean, the end, yeah, it's just, it was great. What did you think? Oh, I, I completely agree with you. I thought this episode was excellent. And there are a couple of reasons why I also thought it was excellent on top of what you said. One, they obviously spent more time on the CG during the Daredevil fights because they knew it was going to be popular. So they clearly put more time and effort into her CG in those scenes. Like, it's very clear to me. It's very clear. And also, I absolutely loved sort of how, I mean, I guess we're jumping ahead right to the daredevil of it all but he was like mcuified but in a really good way yeah like i actually wrote in my notes um that uh he was still very brutal but this just didn't have the blood that's interesting um i actually didn't even realize that what i meant i'm but that's very fair i mean there was some sex in this episode so i was not even that was what i was thinking because i was like "Ooh la la have we ever even seen this i mean definitely have but um no i was saying like he looks slicker like his fighting he he looks just like he was given an energy drink and smoothing like movement class like he just oh, it looked he just looked really expensive <laughs> sure oh and I, I guess that's just the jump from netflix it was just like whoa like this is he's he looks nice he looks I, good i see what you're saying yeah i was actually thinking of it in terms of like daredevil's one of my favorite characters so like I, I i he was still pretty brutal but i also like how they i also thought you meant like because this is more of a comedy they tweaked him a little bit for comedy but it didn't take away from like who he actually is which i think was a really nice balance absolutely so what did you think we'll just talk about daredevil i mean obviously when did you know we, we knew this probably the episode but when what was the moment that your light that the light bulb went off and you were like, he's about to show or did it just happen for you? I know you had some issues today. Did it happen right when you had to turn off Disney plus? No. Oh yeah. Disney plus crashed at some point today, but um, no, I, um, I, I mean, I knew he was going to be in the episode the second that they did the previously on. Oh, I guess I meant when I saw Luke sitting alone at his, in court, I was like, he's the lawyer. Oh, oh, yeah. As so it was like as, moments before he walked in the door. Oh, yeah. When she was meeting with Tadpole and like he was having accident messes with his suit, like I put it together that like we saw oh. the helmet with like it's like a, you know, like into the woods. Like we saw the helmet with this and with the guy who made it. And that's what you know, what I mean, like you were just smarter than me. I got no. you. Um, but also, also like I'm one of the negative criticisms I have for this season of um, She-Hulk is that we knew Daredevil was coming. I, 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 I know, liked, I'm with you. I, I would have liked the surprise, but it is what it is, and I still enjoyed it because it was a very solid episode. I'm with you. I don't know. I'm trying to decide if the hype for the trailer that showed that was big enough for them that they were like, that was worth it, or if Twitter and Reddit would have exploded at the helmet teaser in the middle of whatever episode that was. Um, I wonder I wonder if it was worth it that they did it so early. And I wonder if there's a reason. I mean, maybe it le- – I'd be curious um, to ask if, if we ever – you know, if anything leaked early and so they were just trying to get ahead of it. Yeah, I don't so know. That it wasn't ruined. Um, I mean, it could also yeah. just be getting it, making sure that people watch it because they right. were nervous. 
That's true. That unfortunately is true. Um, yeah, I just absolutely. So the lawyer scene happens. I mean, it's just, it was just perfect. Like I've missed him. I've missed Matt Murdock so much. And this was exactly what I wanted. Like him being a great lawyer. And we, and we already are on team Jen as a great lawyer. So just to see the two of them go. And of course she was foiled because her client was an idiot. Mm -hmm. There were, there were moments where I was like, this is the perfect, like for us when we were in high school, like the spinoffs, the spinoff plants in like a WB show, this was like the perfect, like, wow, they're really giving Matt like a pilot test. Um, in this episode, because we learned a lot about him, mm-hmm. but a we already know it's coming, and b I didn't care because we everyone's such hardcore fans already. We also learned a lot about him that we already know. Like none of this is new information. No, it was just a lot of the script spent on doing it, which yeah, made sense. But totally, totally. Like when we like then for one for them, some for us, like that type of thing. I and, loved that. Yeah. So yeah, so the court goes great, and then. Um, well, at first it was very – the opening scene was very funny with uh, Frogman or mm-hmm. Garden Frog. Um, it's really, really funny. Eugene Patilio. So I don't know that character from the comics. I'm assuming this is yet another like deep yeah. cut that they're mm-hmm. like having a lot of fun with. Um, yeah, I loved that. And then they go to the bar, Legally's, and this is when I was like – putting my notes down i'm just gonna take in the flirtation because i have been wanting this so badly screw you karen i'm over you you're annoying i want it to be jen all the way i actually deleted um my note about how they have so much sexual chemistry and chemistry in general because they they hooked up at the end so like i feel like i was very satisfied that we didn't have to like wait for like his series or another time for them to like like get to the end of that or 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 not get to the end of it but just like you know check the box if you will um and uh loved it so before i actually before i get back to lee lee's they said the sokovia accords had been repealed that's my first first note that the sokovia accords have officially been repealed so what for everyone listening what do you think that means i just think that you, you that just means you don't have to uh Register with the government if you're a superhero. That's great. So this obviously opens up a lot of opportunities. Is it? Do we think it's retcon because it was just getting too tricky with those existing? No. Um, I, I mean, I ha- I just finished the episode, so I haven't really done my research in terms of like when was the last time we actually talked about the Sokovia Accords? Was it in Captain America? You know what I mean? Uh, uh, in War, a Winter Soldier, Captain that? America, Winter Soldier. I feel like they mentioned. Oh, sorry, Falcon. No, they might have mentioned no. it then. In the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, did they talk about it? Maybe. I, I think it's. it hasn't been – I feel like – I mean, that would have been the right place because, like, Don Cheadle was in that. Um, and I yeah, feel I like there would I have been – I don't remember. Men, I don't either. And, it, yeah, it's very fresh. But this is definitely, I think, a helpful development because it just means there's going to be more people off the books. Yeah, so I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, that was one of my notes. So these are my notes. Sokovia Accords repealed, question mark. The Daredevil effects with with her are great. Um, Rogers the Musical Billboard was behind them in the parking lot in oh. L.A. So that says to me that Rogers the Musical has either gone on tour or done like a, a, a production at the Pantages um, for an extended <laughs> run. So I just wanted to point it that out. It could be La Jolla. Yeah, I think, ooh, True. wow. 
who is involved in musical theater that, or who's involved in the world of theater that knows this kind of stuff? Because if you put a billboard up for it in LA, it is definitely not for Broadway. It is for a production right. in LA. So that's maybe, very maybe funny. They, maybe the tour, I wonder if it was probably an equity tour. Uh, maybe non-ec, I don't know. I mean, with those sets, it probably is non-ec. But, like, with that, um, that tour probably would have been... Do, do they do, like, a, a, a two-week sit-down in L.A. and keep going? Or do they do a West Coast? I don't know. Anyway, I did I mean, that. or it's before Hawkeye, and it's um, the out-of-town tryout. Oh. Oh, that's... In- Here's a question. Because Matt Murdock is in... Matt Murdock is in this, and it's, like, it's it doesn't seem like it's Christmas time. I, we have to figure out when this takes place. But if yeah. this takes place pre-Spider-Man, pre-Hawkeye, then, then it probably is... Um, it probably is an out of town tryout, like at La Jolla or something yeah. like that. That would be my guess because then it would have to go, because because Hawkeye was Hawkeye was the only one who was invited that showed up, I think, and they would only invite them at the beginning of the run. They wouldn't invite them like halfway through, right? So I'm I'm even though he he took his kids for the holidays, so he might be like back a couple months from like when it first opened. Regardless. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I'm going to go with this is this is in L.A. or at La Jolla doing a trial run before it moved to Broadway. And also, Kingpin had a lot of time to get about his business because the Devil of Hell's Kitchen was not there. He was in L.A. So it gave Kingpin a little more time. He's like, clear the room. I can now do my business with Kate Bishop and Ronan and my goddaughter or whoever Echo is to her him. So it all makes sense. I think this is this. I'm we we had to ask this. This is a. Uh, this could be. This could be the out of town tryout. Um, well, no, but he was still in. <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting because he was because if that takes place in the fall, the beginning, because Matt Murdock is back in the fall because that's when. Um, because that's when the beginning of Spider-Man No Way Home ha- happens in the fall because the Halloween lights are still up at the beginning of No Way Home. True. So, so like, Matt Murdock is back in New York by the fall and Kingpin is in the Christmas time episodes of that. So I'm, I'm wondering, there's a... Yeah, so this, it's, it, it's, inter, it's intermingled. We, yeah. we have to check his itinerary, Matt. So he like, he's like, man, I'm, yeah. in, I'm in New York. I got to fly to LA. Mm-hmm. I got to, oh, I got to check on my guy P- Kingpin, see what he's been up to while I've been gone. Or maybe he was just, you know, out on a date with Jen. Who knows? These are great questions that this is. I know. These are the quality guys. questions. This yeah. is why we're really good at our jobs. Um, um, okay. Also- yeah. So, so you wrote that the fighting skill, the fight between the two of them, you really liked. I did. Um, I like their. I like when he's listening to her heartbeat, like and her. Oh yeah. Her her like breaking the fourth walls, and those were great. Like you mentioned, um, I really liked. And just because you're talking about the fight at where you were, I really love when she does the hand thing and it screws up his his set the sound waves. <laughs> so that leads later to, yes, I have echolocation. <laughs> she uses yeah. some quotes. Yes. Like he was so funny in this the, the writing yeah. is so good this episode and it's I better agree. for him than on his netflix show I, I i mean just his little sense of humor in that just like brightened up his character a little bit which i yes. liked for this i don't yes. necessarily need it all the time but i liked it for this it was um, just I, quippy yeah and I, I i it felt a little spider-man-y but like with a little darker sense of humor so that felt like more matt murdock um i'll also say that um I loved their uh, law talk while fighting in the tadpole. Obsessed. Yeah. 
That was awesome. And I really liked the frog layer. You had the Frogger games. You had like the Batman-esque light down there. Yes, Justin that saw was that. was cool. And yeah. then um, uh, I, I actually think the best part of this episode that just showed like how tongue-in-cheek fun it is, is the uh, Daredevil Walk of Shame. Oh, my God. And he was like whistling like he was in a great mood. It was yeah. it was fabulous. Just they gave him the entire length of the screen and just doesn't have his little shoes on. I loved that. I loved when they were it was nighttime parking garage, probably area where they're talking about his suit, um, which we should talk about. So, A, what do you think of the suit? Ketchup and mustard. Very daring. Um, what do you think? of What did you think of her suit? What do you think of his his suit? OK, I have three parts to this one. I think her suit is fine. It, it looks super cool. It's very She-Hulk. I think it, it, it works. I love her sneakers. <laughs> the sneakers were cool. Yeah. Um, two, I think his suit looks great. Like, I was very cool to be able to actually see the red and yellow suit. I don't necessarily want this to be his suit forever, but I super dug it. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. It was a little baggy in places, but, like, that's totally fine. But three... And this is maybe my one of my weirder, bigger issues with this show. I and and I I just have not been impressed by his work on her clothing. I feel like they're not. They don't feel like they're like. Aside from the fact that they change sizes, with I mean her, that's the key. It, but it also feels like she could have pulled it off the rack from anthology, anthropology. Excuse me, <laughs> anthology. Um, it uh, the suit or the dress. The dresses. Um, you're not wrong, but that makes it that makes it current. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's the fabrics that we have to give him yeah. some credit for. Um, though you are right. I also I don't love I appreciate the homage, the nods and the history behind his this suit and I and the comics history and what this is pulling from. But yeah, he doesn't have the I mean, of course, I will always just be afraid, a fan of his just like, you know, um, Wesley from Princess Bride, just like black, everything, sure. like homemade sweater. Um, but it's just not as – it doesn't feel like it's as slick. Like it doesn't feel like he can move as ninja-like as he does Netflix world. Um, mm-hmm. So they'll have – you know, they'll tinker, I'm sure. But it was – yeah, it was just really funny. And like it was sweet, like at the bar – so he he gets her a drink, which is cute, and then he goes over and and the bartender brings over the beer, and then like he's getting, then the bartender moves the beer. These are the things I noticed because I'm obsessed and I ship them so hard. The bartender moves the beer and he sits down, and then he's like looking for like the the this is not supposed to be noticed. This is just me like being detail oriented, and he moves. Um, he, he's feeling for the beer and like she helps him and she like pushes it over. So A, it just, it just ma- it makes us see that she really does think he's blind and he is blind. Um, but, and B, that, um, you know, she's just, she's just looking out for her guy. I really loved that we just, that she just finds out who he is. Yes. That's so helpful. It makes sense because yeah, she can just hold him down. I love because you know you're not used to seeing him as with the low ground. You're used to seeing having you're used to seeing him with the high ground. Mm-hmm. And he gets out of every scrape. And I just love that in this in She Hulk's world, she's just like, hang on a second. And she just holds him. He can't get away. Like he can't do any magic to leave. Mm-hmm. And she just 
I just oh, I loved it. And then when she I, shrinks down, her suit gets small. It's so cute. Yeah, I I like that her clothes change with her now. It's so helpful, and we have Luke to thank for that. And I again because of her knowing who he is, the lawyering while fighting oh, it was just so good. It was like they were like a power a power couple. You know, they work together, play together. It's just, yeah. it's just, I loved it. Yeah, and it was smart to highlight the fact that he's more stealth and she's more Hulk smash, and I appreciated that. Yes. Um, and the tadpoles, the goons discussion, just great. And, of course, we get hallways, and then it gets, like, cut short because she's just like, this, I'm wasting my time. I must also say that I related to her when you are trying to have a nice night, and a client reaches out on your personal phone and is like, I expect to be able to reach you. And you're like, no, that isn't how it works. Of course, it is how it works for her. But that was so annoying because I didn't want her to leave the situation, A. And B, it was for that jerk who we hate, of course, um, who called her a specimen. So that sucked. But in the end, she poured wine all over him. So that's great. Yeah, I just thought they did his character really well and that they just got along really well together. It made this episode very engaging and watchable, even outside of the I like going against what I said earlier. I also liked that I knew it was going to be there because I wasn't overwhelmed by the shock and the excitement. I really could just like enjoy the two of them together, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I'm going to rewatch this episode. I really didn't want it to end and I it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. You're right. So we should talk about that. Um, what did you make? First of all, we obviously have to talk about when she acknowledges the fact that there might be a, I mean, this is all just straight from the mouths of the fans talking about set pieces, talking about the penultimate episode, talking about how everyone thought that Red Hulk was going to show up. Like this is, that was just fabulous. Amazing. I loved all of that stuff. Getting fridged getting fridged i loved all that stuff i i like that like there's been this like chatter online about like what her assistant her her legal her um ginger gonzaga yeah being like a villain and things like that so it's 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 kind of cool they go to the gala and her family's there very sweet yeah she's not the only female lawyer of the year or whatever um and then really spooky when there's like a sort of cyber attack um, on the event and all of the, her phone logs that Josh has copied, presumably um, show up, including like video of her and Josh doing it. Mm -hmm. That was horrible. Yeah. Really, really creepy. Yeah. And she, for the first time, I guess like really does Hulk out in the way that we know in the comics she can do, but she really hadn't totally done yet. Like angry, like roaring. Yeah. Hulk. And with everything they're talking about in terms of like, even from the pilot, they talked about the idea that she can, that she, because she's lived her life as a woman can manage her anger better than potentially Bruce could have and and other men could have with that ability. And then this is the first time where like we really see something outside of the usual that she probably deals with and 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 it makes I mean me as a viewer it made me deeply upset and I'm sure this scene was very triggering for a lot of people. Um but uh 
and then her being able to like hulk out with something that she just doesn't deal with on a regular basis was very effective, especially after it follows the um, absolute like vain insanity of like that female lawyer of the year award where everyone gets it and they ask them them like very basic dumb questions and yeah, Renee like Goldberry world like, peace gives her like her like real answer and then it was just very it was all very well done and deeply upsetting so it, yeah because it was really hard to watch her friends be like don't do it because again it's just going to be fodder but at the same time, she's allowed to have the emotion she has, but she's scarier because she's a Hulk when she does yeah. it. So what? So then a lot of things happen. She rips the screen. Everyone leaves. She sees, and I've, I only watched this once, so you might have to tell me. So she sees, she looks to the back of the auditorium, and there's a group of, of people, I think mostly guys as far as I could tell, with like covering their faces with like masks in yeah. a way. And they leave, and she like zeroes in on them, runs outside, grabs one of them. Yeah, because they were doing like some Bluetooth hacking, you know? Yeah, and, and they were taping it. Yes. So, and then so she holds one up, then the police show up, or probably freaking what's their names from Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, uh, yeah. Yeah, they show up with their fancy weaponry mm-hmm. for her, and she puts him down did she put him down did she what did she do to him did i think she, she puts him down because um all eyes are on her yeah and then she and looks then she us. looks over to us or do you think she's gonna see someone and we'll it's like gonna be josh and we'll see it next episode no she looked to us that was her breaking to me that was her breaking the fourth wall like i'm still really upset like but what did i do like you know what i mean oh, it's so hard to tell when she's in when she's animated but yeah sure. that that could be true it was just it was ambiguous I thought, because you saw the red lasers on her, so I thought that there was, she was looking over and, like, people had, gun, like, guns on her. Yeah, that's that's that yeah. the enforcement agency. Right. So, yeah, that was a fabulous penultimate. I'm sad I don't think we're going to get Matt Murdock in the finale, but I really wanted him to come yeah, back. Yeah, that was that was a nice little little tasting menu, if you will, of, of Mr. Daredevil, the devil. No. Fabulous, fabulous episode of television. Mm. Um, I think it's. I also think it's funny that she didn't know who he was, but also he tries to be stealth. So like, but I'm also interested to see now. I'm now. I want to know like now. Be, now that we got a taste of him, I want to know everything that's happened to him between if this is the same one, if this is a different one. Did he get snapped? Did he not get snapped? Like I want all that information now. I know. Me too. Um, the double like yeah, they're told talk about the double life. Um, it's just, yeah, it just makes me want to know like what his double life has been. And I just want them to be involved in each other's stories. So hopefully, hopefully she'll get to, maybe because her boss sees her at the end, maybe this means she'll have to move to New York and she can work in his <laughs> yeah, I, 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 Murdoch and Walters. Um, anyway, yep. Fabulous, fabulous episode. A sex positive, fabulous yeah. episode. Um, okay, shall we move to Andor? Yeah, Andor. And or, um, what did you think of this episode? We've been having just a lot of great episodes of television this week, Brian. I thought this episode was great. I am. I have two thoughts about this episode. Only two. All right. I have two major thoughts. Okay. One is that I think it's excellent. 
I feel like I'm really getting to know all these characters in a very much deeper, more meaningful way than I've ever maybe gotten to learn about certain characters on these like Disney plus TV shows. Yes. On the flip side, I'm the next episode has to be the heist or I'm checked out. It will be. I think it's the three as we were told, like the three and the three. It has Um, to be because like, I'm, I'm at the point where like something action needs to happen. Even though I'm, I really loved this episode, and I think this episode is going to make the next episode better because I know these characters more. Yes, I'm with you. But for me, the response is when the episode's over, I'm not. I'm just more like I want to keep watching, which is a yeah. good thing. So to me, oh, I'm me just too. like I wish this was a movie. Yeah. Um. I mean, I wish. I'm glad it's not a movie because you have so much more time. But I wish. It's just that I, I, it, it ends, and I'm not ready for it to end. So and I'm with the- you. Andor is the most engaged I've ever been with a Star Wars show, TV show to this point. I think that's probably fair. Because even with Mandalorian season two, which is really, really, really close, um, you just get closure at the end of every episode almost. So you're, you can just, yeah, yeah, it doesn't stick with you quite as the same. And and honestly, the the Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff was great, but like the only true great episode was like the last like two episodes. Um, I don't want to call this table setting because I think that makes it sound like it it was much more basic of an episode, but it was. It was just like really good table setting for what I presume and assume yeah. is the heist next episode. So first of all, I think you're right. I think this is Scotland, by the way. I kept watching it and I was like, why did I think it was Scandi? I think you're right. It was Scotland. Mm-hmm. Two, I have a feeling – are you getting – well, we'll get there. Never mind. I'll, I'll save it. Okay. So – First, we start with some cereal and blue milk. Yeah. Two things, three things that I'd like to point out in those scenes with um, with him and his mother. Yeah. One, I really thought it was super impactful that he was sitting in the sunlight for like one second and it went away just to remind us that he is in the lower levels of Coruscant or whatever city he's on and that like that he was once in the, this, he was once in the spotlight and now is like back to where he started in his like little hole. It's um, a great point. I love the the scene with him sitting up straight with his mother. Um, just like you could, you just they're just pounding into your head as a viewer and like trying to break him in terms of like what he has gone through and what his background is like. And then I need to know who Uncle Harlow is. Who is Uncle Harlow? Do you have any thoughts? Like, where did I, your mind go? A, a part of me thinks that he's a part of the Empire and he can, like, find him a job. Like, I think he's, I don't know. I, I don't think Uncle Harlow's a good dude, but I also think he's family. So he'll place him somewhere. But I can imagine him being placed, with, like, in the Empire in ease, like, a job. that Because the Empire is always looking to recruit people and stuff like that. Or I wonder if Uncle Harlow is somehow in... My guess is that he would be placed because he's been presented as like an uh, antagonist in this series. Um, but also my guess would be that, um, you know, maybe he is on the rebellion side and he's placing like different plants. You know what I mean? My, I agree with that, but I think, I think what, well, who knows? My part of me thinks that they want him to get to Deidre or Dedra mm. because there are two people that are, sort of trying to go rogue at this point. Sure. She's trying to go rogue and he's 
with that holocron at the end, which for some reason, when he like put it out, I was like, oh my God, are we going to see Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you would ever, I'm just like, you see a holocron and you get excited. And then I was like, oh, it's just the stupid like chip to his just like, wanted yeah, poster. Yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, um, that he just, he's got this one track mind. So while I still think that he is going to one day come full circle and be part of the rebellion and place his, you know, passion into something good. Like a la some like part Callis. of me, yeah, a la Callus, exactly. Something makes me think that he's that they're going to put him in D- D- Dedra's path. So, um, oh, they're gonna I don't know. That up. That's interesting. That could be. So, yeah, it was really interesting. I mean, it really was giving me Veep when Jonah has to reach out to his uncle in New Hampshire. Um, do you remember that in Veep? When Jonah, when Jonah's when like, could you parents? ask when he goes to his parents and he asks um, his mom to like hook him up with his uncle who like has like a ton of pull in New Hampshire. Anyway, yeah. that's what I thought it also, of. It also feels very cousin Greg. A it's total succession. cousin Greg. It's it's succession. Exactly. I mean, this episode is like, yes, there's Star Wars stuff sprinkled in, but it's just, it's, it's like totally just real life like he's having cereal that was the first time that i've seen blue milk incorporated other than just drinking it in, in, incorporated into something like cocoa puffs that are just something that we drink but it's star wars refined so that was just really cool maybe not I, cocoa puffs i don't know so for some reason this reminds me i don't know why i didn't know this maybe i should get onto an eight but like now i'm only looking for paper in star wars for what you said last week <laughs> i know I know. Now you won't be able to to not hunt for it. But have we seen it yet? Nope. Nope. No papier. Um, okay, so then we go over to the to Aldani. Um Evan Moss Backrock, I think that's how you say his name, who I love from the bear, Richie. Um, is this the first bear skin tattoos on bear skin? Not like a bear, like on bear skin tattooed skin that we've ever seen in Star Wars. I think it is. There have been tattoos on other. Cara Dune had one on her face. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay. But this was a naked chest. Anyway, this was provocative. Um, Provocative. At least for me. A lot of skin in these shows. I'm, I am not complaining. I just need Lord of the Rings to catch up. Uh, Brings the power. Um, Okay. So, crate head which was cool because i thought of a crate dragon that's just like a yeah crate. so these sound like detention centers maybe the last one's like a gang sign is what my takeaway was um but they sound like detention centers that they've put these men into that's what it sounded like because i wrote it down here um he was he was on sipo s-i-p-o uh at 13 years for yeah youth center yeah yeah um, I, I heard an interview with um, Evan, and he said that that is Greedo's bl- that he has Greedo's blaster. He his character Skeen does that somehow this blaster w- they told him will be tr- either I couldn't tell if it, he meant the prop was used from New Hope or this they track like where the blasters end up, and this will end up as the one Greedo will use that will has already used. Isn't that crazy? Either way, even if it's in the story or if it's the prop, that's amazing. Otogata solo. I love me some uh, Greedo. 
Um, Han shot first. Um, always. So that was amazing. And then, of course, we get this beautiful The Axe Forgets, but the tree remembers quote mm-hmm. from the title. Yeah. So good. You know what my favorite part of this episode was? What? Hearing the kid talk about philosophy and freedom. Like, I feel like that's the first time we got into the nitty gritty of the empire. Because he says that, he has that beautiful line where he says something to the effect of like, you know, the empire moves so quickly that like they don't give you a chance to think about your freedom or whatever it is. And he's, yeah. just, he's got just like listening to that, like, you know, that the philosophy taking contemporary, like real philosophies in our life and applying it to those moments is just like really spectacular. I completely that, agree. This whole scene, the writing was also fabulous. This whole idea of like you have to relearn old tools so that you're free. Like you have to, yeah, you, you, yeah, it was just, it was really, really cool. I completely agree. I loved this, this moment and this philosophy because I think we see it in other forms of Star Wars, but they don't just name it in such a nice way. Yeah. Um, and- yeah, I absolutely love that. And just seeing, and also after Andor reveals who he is, or at least that he's there, to, he's, he's being paid to be there, you could see how disappointed the kid is, but also he's the only one who really talks to him afterwards, um, like when they're on the hill overlooking the dam. And I thought that was interesting because he's like, he, I, I think he trusts him. I think, I think... I love that Andor has earned his keep, especially during the training where he's like, you should be on the, you should switch sides and like, no, Ugh. I will drive this. Like you don't have a plan. Like this is insane. I, er, Andor has, Clem has definitely earned his place of being there because he knows what he's doing in some instances. And I think that people understand that. I think people are offended by the fact that they weren't let in on it and not told, but I think they understand why he needs to be there. As then, you know, uh, as then continually brought in when 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 what's his the bear guy apologizes to him in a in a, in a different way. Skin. I love one of my favorite things about screenwriting and, and scenes is when people are I love when people apologize with stories. They don't but they don't say they're sorry. But through their story, they're basically saying this is why I did it in a different show. This would be a, a monologue over a fire and like be just so long but that they did this so succinctly with just like what one sentence of not even his backstory mostly but of his brother and his family and it was all you needed it was just it was so well done yeah and the way diego luna responds to it you can tell that it's received and evan moss and skeen can tell that it's received so i totally agree with you that was fabulous um that line where he says back to him like what kind of farmer mm. like that just shows that like he's trying to get to know him a little bit better like like he's trying to and, and he's also trying to see like where he types came from and like there's a lot that he learns from that one question um yeah. but it's also a like i understand it was very nice and just like suicide i mean again this is a really adult show mm-hmm. and i'm i just love it um and of course there's to be a little romance because um He's really looking after. I don't know why he's already forgotten about Bix. I need more Bix on my screen, but he likes Cinta, but she's already sharing a blanket. I think with Val. I think with Val. 
Maybe. And that was fabulous. Um, oh, so, um, something else I want to go back to, another line I really loved from that earlier sequence we were talking about is, <clears throat> it's easier to hide behind 40 incidents than one. Yeah. Because we're live, we're literally living that in our lives. And like, it's much easier to, for there to be like event after event after event, because then it just becomes part of your every day, as opposed to one incident that like, really like someone needs to be held accountable for. Yeah. And that also kind of ties in later when they're like, it's too random to be random. Oh, even I wrote though that that's, line down too. Yeah. I loved um, that line. It's so good. I really also, to back what you said about the shooting of the guns correctly and like the and how to take off that freighter or whatever they're going to get away in yeah yeah it's just clear that that's this is why i'm nervous is because i don't i just i don't know how this is going to go and i have a feeling we're not going to get everyone out and yeah but he is so qualified like that that's what became clear in this is like oh this is why he was picked this is what luthan saw this is why we want him um so but that yeah so one of three things is going to happen Okay, so let's talk about, yeah, are you going to, this is like a theory about how, how this is going to go or who's going to survive. Yeah, this is a heist theory. Okay. I don't. Oh, can I say one thing yeah, before you course. do that? Because it goes into podcast. it. Say whatever you want. Well, so the the thing that also made me nervous, of course, is the last scene with Luther and his partner, I guess, um, at the at the museum shop, um, who who is very visibly nervous that this is not going to work. And he thinks he, and I'm like trusting Luther through and through because he is so confident in that episode when he takes Cassian. So I'm very nervous because he seems nervous, but it also made me think that maybe Val is his daughter because they really want us because she's, you know, they're, we don't know what their side mission is. Val and Cinta they're, they're not, they don't respond when they're like, well, what are you guys going to be doing? Like they have their own thing. I just feel like there's something because she, he says she can be tied back to me. So I'm curious. They I'm kind of wa- also interacted father daughterly at the first scene they had together. That's interesting. Now I'm thinking, I'm wondering if the real mission is Val and Cinta and everything else is just a way to distract from what Val and Cinta are actually stealing or doing. Oh, and maybe it's not the money, the credits. The credits would be great, but the credits is not the plan or whatever they're stealing. Like, I don't Ooh, know. I like that. Like, it's something bigger, like Death Star related. Right. It could. Who knows? Yeah. I, I think they're going to end up being in some sort of, like, fancy gala in, like, James Bond costume. Like, they're going to be blending in. I don't know. Interesting. I'm excited. I'm really excited. So, okay. So, that is that what you think is going to happen? Do you think we're going to lose... Who, who gets out of this other than Cassian, of course. So I don't know who's getting at. I, I think the, um, I forget his name, Cleo or whoever the, um, whoever the inside man is that said like he fell in love with someone on the planet and. Oh, Gorn. Gorn. I think he's a goner. Um, oh, that's a shame. Because we've set up that he's already sad. You know And I, I mean? love, by the way, that we see him, we have the time to see him set into motion this plan that he overworks these guys knowing that they're going to ask to see the star fall thing and then he grants them okay fine but he knows that he wanted them to ask for that it's just really it's great yeah so this is what one of three things i'm going to commit to this i think that andor is not going to screw up i think that andor is going to save the day i think that something is going to go wrong somewhere and andor is the only one who really knows how to improvise whether it's it seems like it's going to be with the freighter because that's the thing they've been talking about the most 
but I do think something's going to go wrong and he's going to get them out of there. I, I, that's what I, I believe that that's the first thing. Um, <coughs> the second thing is, is that, and like everyone else is not going to be able to handle it. I'm wondering if the young kid is going to die and Andor is going to feel somehow responsible for it. And that's part of the reason why he decides to like stay with the cause and like fulfill this kid's need to like take down the empire with like these philosophies because, because when we meet him in Rogue One, he's, 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 he's all about the cause obviously. And I'm, and, and he seems more philosophical in Rogue One than he does right now, obviously. Um, so, I know I said one of three, but now I'm just going to pare it down to, I think something's going to go wrong. I think the young kid's going to die. And I think that, uh, or he's going to give his life for the cause and Andor's going to get them out of there. So maybe Andor doesn't save the day per se, but maybe the kid saves the day and Andor is really taken by that. But Andor absolutely earns his keep on this mission. I agree with that. I think that Evan, I think that Skeen is going to either not make it out, but in doing so, he's going to, get his revenge because he has something that's so much even deeper than that at this point. Sure. And I think it'll be satisfying for his arc if he doesn't make it out. Um, and yeah, there'll, there'll definitely be a sacrifice and it could be his when he's like, I, I'm going to get to like scream at this person or put a blaster in their face, but I'm going to have closure and then you guys can get out. Um, so it's going to be, I think it's, you know, as all these rebellion stories go, there's just a lot of sacrifice. That's a good question. I wonder if Skeen is going to go rogue and do something for revenge and it's going to mess up everything. That's why he's so nervous because he's going outside the plan. I loved that whole sequence with Andor, with Clem saying like, you, the only, like, the only reason that you're attacking me is because you're nervous and you're putting your nerves – you're projecting your nerves onto me. Yeah, was, it's – He nailed it and I think it's because he's he's going to do something that satisfies his need for revenge and that's going to jeopardize the whole mission and then he's going to get him out. Like um, Andor's going to get the rest of them out. Yeah. I mean it's the night before the big battle. It's like so – everyone is so stressed and you're right. It, it could be that he knows he might end up having to go rogue. And he needs a team. I mean, there's so much just like, you're going to follow this guy if I'm not here, right? You're going to follow the commands, right? Like, there's just so much question of like, who's going to listen to who and whose mm-hmm. pride's going to get in the way and who's going to think they know best. But the good news is they did a Better Call Saul live physical reenactment of where the structures are. Remember? Oh my God, I thought you'd get this right away. Remember in Better Call Saul where he like builds the shopping Mall, oh like, yes and they practice running yeah yes. yeah 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 totally totally oh, totally God. yeah um they did that so they're probably like very well prepared and the model looks exactly like the real thing um also side note they're wearing some really cool sweatshirts like the right? fashion star war did you see like the that like half half pullover that she that vel was wearing with the with the flap like patagonia style i mean they're the the costumes are i'm like where can i get this it's like great um also i just have to say the tie fighter i didn't say this last week it's just a tie fighter and yet they made it it's so loud and it's so scary and imposing that's an excellent and it's just yeah. one tie fighter and we're and we're used to these movies where oh like 25 get blown up in one bomb and it's just a tie fighter like it's just one tie fighter and it's terrifying yeah that like screeching sound um it's it's pretty incredible 
It really is. Um, okay, the the two more things I want to say. One, uh, back in Coruscant, lots of people doing drugs, just drugs all around. Is that like space speed that Dedra's taking? Um, just like pills and drugs yeah, going here. I mean, it's probably some sort of like Adderall or something because they got to yeah, stay up all night and go through those uh, reports and find more, you know, things. Uh, mention, more mentions of Kessel and Jakku. Oh, I wrote those down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Incredible. Um, and then I could watch it. Let's just talk about Mon Mothma for a second. I know. Didn't I know think, she had a daughter. I think you mean Mom Mothma. Mom. <laughs> yes. Mom. Mommy Mothma. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what what is what gives here? First of all, I'd watch an entire show that's just her and her family or her just getting through this. Two, they make Coruscant just look so fancy. Their car, like, this is just elevated Coruscant. Yeah. This show is just giving me a whole new respect for Coruscant's design. Um, what do you think, like, what is she going to, I mean, she can't leave her, daughter and her husband but we know she i think i assume we never see them they i guess they could be there but what's gonna happen here like whatever happens my understanding is that i can imagine her daughter siding with her father like yes. when it comes down to it obviously she's very mon Mothma is very distracted by like what she's doing behind the scenes because her husband questions her on the charitable organization foundation she's created which is clearly just to move money as they talked about in the previous episode with um with skellian scars with skeleton scars guard like that's how she's moving the money i just and and he's not he didn't she didn't tell him because like she doesn't want anyone suspicious and he's obviously buddy buddies with all these other people um, as we learned about the dinner party earlier. So I'm just curious as to like where that all goes. I can imagine the daughter choosing the husband just to like that. I can imagine Mon Mothma has like when we see her like in Return of the Jedi and all that stuff like she is clearly just like completely and utterly like involved in this cause and like Sometimes being involved with the cause means giving up the other things you have, which is sad in itself. Well, I don't even think about Return of the Jedi or and stuff. I think about Rebels, which we're if we're assuming is canon, there's a whole arc where she's been in Coruscant. I think that's her last turn in Coruscant. Um, whether it happens sort of overlapping with Andor's timeline, I don't know, but She's in Coruscant. She's in, um, you know, uh, Senate's in session or whatever. And she, she like gets out. And I mean, I have to rewatch, but they like make, they, they call out for her like AWOL, like we need to find the Empire is trying to track her down. And she makes this big, you know, projection or this big message to the Empire basically saying like um i'm out and also we're coming for you or something um and i'm not scared of you fine because she they're afraid that if they show her like they'll find where she they, the the rebel cell is but she doesn't care or whatever so i yeah i think you're right i think leda or whatever daughter sides with father maybe they turn on her and they sell her out maybe they don't know they do and they somehow do and she has to like get out and she can't take them with her sure um but I'm nervous about this. Now there's a child involved, too, who doesn't seem like a very fun hang, if I'm being honest. Um, those scenes were very tense. Yeah, they were very tense, very believable. 
Um, but also it's just this, this relationship that she has with, uh, her, I guess, partner, um, husband, whoever they do it in, however they do it in the galaxy. Um, this, this relationship is really screwed up at this moment. For sure. So yeah, it's just such a good show and I'm so excited for next week. What, what a fun two episodes we got from these two shows this week. Seriously. Like we, what a, what a just bestowing of riches. And, and with Hadi and Frings Power too, it's just like everything's good this week. Actually, that's true. We had a really good four, and now we're getting werewolves by night, and I'm excited for that. I think it's actually werewolf by night, so you're almost. There. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. It's been a long day, Brian. Um, yeah, and then we're getting upcoming. We're getting Wakanda Forever, which you got a nice mention of today in She Hulk. Oh yeah. Oh, all this stuff about like political correctness in terms of like you doing Wakanda forever makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And then, um, she's being like, are you, are you not, are you pretending to be blind? Cause that's not, that's not good. <laughs> right. Right. That's, that's not cool. Yeah. It's so good. Ah, oh, it's all great. Well, nerds, she's already sharing a blanket in case you were wondering, but we hope you had as much fun as we did. And we hope you'll join us next time as we discuss the next episodes of rings of power and hot D. And as a small universe in a multiverse of other nerd verses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and follow along on the socials: Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at the Nerdverse Pod. We thank you so much for listening and following along. Please keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, I have echolocation. Remember. 